We are going to give a second share on Kutesichas Chelik Chav Gimel, Parshas Kairach, the first sicha. And this sicha, we're just going to be focusing on a few ha'aras. First ha'ar I wanted to focus on is ha'ar twenty-two. The theme of the sicha, the Rebbe tells us that in Rashi Divra Maskel sits. Rashi tells us who chanata sapri sheperach meifal. That the pshat that sits is that's when the fruit buds and the pear falls off. And the Rebbe asked. Why does Rashi need to tell us that the para fell off? Rashi's purpose is to tell us what the words mean and what the inyan of the Pesukim are. By telling us that when the tzitz comes, the para falls off, that seems to be irrelevant for the pshat of the Pesukim. That seems uh, just telling us what the process of, of, of almonds, of when they grow, how they grow, and what the stages are, but doesn't really seem relevant to the Pesukim themselves. And the Rebbe gave a beautiful explanation for it. In R22, the Rebbe gives us the explanation of the Meforshim and the Forshi Rashi. And the Hektim, the Meforshi Rashi asks a Shaila. The in Parshish Vyeshev, Per Man Pasuk Yud, the Pasuk tells us this is by the dream of the Saramashkin, and he's telling it over the dream to Yosef. He says that in, the, in this dream, there were, there were three uh, vines. That it flowered and a bud came up and the clusters ripened into grapes. Sarashi so tells us what do these things mean? Sarashi so tells us that after the vines uh, uh, flower, blossom, then the bud comes up and it turns into samadar. That's, a very, that's the first development of the fruit. And then afterwards, shilo, then you finally ripens to fully mature grape. He brings the targum inculus. He kadafrachas apikas lablum. Then that when it blossoms, the after when it began to grow, uh, it brought forth blossoms. And then he tells us that parachas. What is the parachas? Nates godol meperach. He tells us that the nates is more mature than the perach. And he gives two psukim to prove that. So Rashi over there is telling us from his chat that it sounds like. The perech and the tzitz are the same thing. It's just that the perech is less mature than the tzitz. So the perech is a small flower, while the tzitz is more mature than the perech. But it's all in yun achad. Masha'inkin, if you look at our rashi over here, it's mashva that it's two different things. It's mashva that first you have the flower, the perech, and after the perech falls off, then you have the chanata sapri, then you have the budding which occurs. So it seems uh, contradictory. Raim asks this and leaves it as a question, but the Gurarya says, he gives an answer. He says, very Pashat. He says, what happens is when the flower or the blossom grows, part of it will fall off and part of it will develop into the bud. So in other words, that at the beginning, the entire thing is called the parach. So the Yitzha parach, that refers to the entire flower, both the, the flower itself, which will eventually fall off, plus the part that it's attached to, which will develop into the bud. So at the beginning, when the bud is very small and the parach is much larger, it's called the parach. But as it grows and the parach falls off and then there only remains the bud, then the bud is called the tzitz. So it's not a contradiction. It, the tzitz is more mature. It's when the parach matures, some of the leaves will fall off and the budding part of that parach will, become, uh, will develop into the fruits etc etc so 
the Rebbe explains that according to this, we can understand why Rashi tells us in our Masvil, Kshaperach Neifel. Why? Because he's trying to explain to us what the tzitz is. Meaning is, you should not think that the perach and the tzitz are two different things. Rather, what is the perach and the tzitz? The perach and the tzitz is one in you. And the way how it works is that as the perach grows, it will develop into the tzitz. And then the tzitz, as it develops, it will grow into the, uh, uh, to the fruit. So let's look at uh, the har now. It adds that when the flower falls, the fruit will grow. So again, this is, fits with what we're saying, is that he's trying to tell us the process of how it works, that the perach falls off, and then the pre, which is the chanata, that will grow and become larger. That according to Rashi, the perach is the Neitzah Neifel. It's not two different things. Rather, the Perech is the Neitzah Neifel. Um, meaning is that there's part of the Neitzah which will fall off, part of the Neitzah which grows its Matzmiach into the fruit. So the Perech is the part that falls off. The Neitzah is the part that remains and will be Matzmiach and turn into the fruit. Which we'll get to the Targum in a moment, in a different aura. Now we can understand why Rashi adds to Shepherd because this is relevant to the pshat. Because through this we're explaining that it's all one inyan. So it's not two different things, the parach and then the tzitz. Rather, the parach and the tzitz are one inyan, but just different stages of development. And then there's a shul hegelian. And I'm not sure why the shul hegelian is on the words mash kan. That's where the shul hegelians are. But uh, the shul hegelian tells us that the ach mikitzviyad rashi shetachzudenu. He writes over there, that this is the budding of the flower when the flower falls off. But it is missing the first one. Um, so it's, it sounds like, I'm not sure why the Rebbe is bringing it, but it could be that the Rebbe is telling us that according to the Mefarshi Rashi, the reason why you have these different masculines is because it's telling us what the parak is. He's saying the parak is kamashmoy. It means literally the blossom, and then this blossom is what turns into the tzitz, but the parach is the part that falls off. So therefore it's telling us that you shouldn't think it's some other thing, but rather it's part of the tzitz, it's just the beginning of the development of the tzitz. So, so the Rebbe points out, possibly, that according, this other Ksar Biyad uh, says, on one hand it says, it says it more clearly, that there's the chanota of the parach when the parach falls, meaning when the parach falls, the parach itself will, I mean, some of the leaves will fall, but, and then the parach itself will have the chanota. So it's, again, it's telling us it's one thing. So that's very clear, uh, the pshat like we've been saying the whole time. But he says it is missing the first divra masal, but it's a parach kamashmai that's telling us what the, that the parach means literally the blossom. And, 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 and so it's, it's, not, it's not really a shayla, but on one hand, if Rashi's coming to tell us what each of the things are, why is it missing out? Also with the parakis, tells the parakis kamashmai, and then we know that the tzitz is part of it based on the second Rashi. But if you're missing out the first Rashi, then you could learn that a parak means maybe something else. Um, but again, it's but again, it could just be as we know that Rashi as the Rabbi himself said it in the Pnim, that Vyatza Parakh Kamashmoy, if it's Kashmashmoy, you don't need to write Kamashmoy because then we know it's the literal shot. So Rashi doesn't bother telling you Kamashmoy, and you'll assume the parak means the blossom. And the only thing he's gonna tell you is, okay, so what's the tzitz? And he tells us that the tzitz is the further development of this parach.
as a continuation of R22, we can look at R32, where the Rebbe again quotes the Re'em. So the Re'em is explaining why, um, why in the Pasuk it says the word parach twice. It says that it, Moshe came in and it was the matah was parach mate aron, and then tells us again, v'yitzay parach. So the Re'em explains, based on the Rashi Parshas Ve'yeshev, that there's two stages to the parach. There's when the parach is small, and that's called the parach, and then there's when it gets larger, and that's a nix. So that's what Rashi uh, uh, says in Parsha's Vayeshen. That's how, so, so based on that, he says the first time the Pasuk mentions the Parach, it means it's the beginning of the flowering, the beginning of the blossom. It's when it's very small. And then the second time where it mentions it, that's referring to when it's a Neitzagadu, when it's much larger, the larger stage. But, but the problem with that is, the Rebbe leaves that as it's Sarfian, is then, then what's the Yatzitzit? I think this is the Rebbe Sarfian. Then what's the Yatzitzit? If the Vyatsik Perich means that it grew into the larger, the second stage, the larger stage, which that's the Chanata Sapri, then what's the Vyatsik sits? So it doesn't work anyways. I, um, so that's, I think, the Tzarchin of the Rebbe. Well, let's come to R33. So in the Pnim, the Rebbe writes that the Lashon of Perich Kapshutai Kamashmai would mean to blossom. And that could apply both by regular trees, Ilani Srak, and also by Ilanes, trees that have fruit. So the Rebbe writes in R that 33, So in those two places, the first place that Rashi mentioned, uh, the first place the Rebbe mentions in a Rashi in, by Beratius, over there, Rashi writes, these are the seeds of every fruit. From these seeds, the tree grows when you plant it. And then when you look at Parshas Duchukaisai, it tells us, Eitzasada retain Piriyai. And Rashi explains, Eitzasada means just a regular Ilan Yisrach. And he writes that a seed in Ilan Yisrach to have pears in the future. So it's mashma from these places that the Shmon, that when you call a tree with fruit, that's only fruits that are edible to people, right? So from this, that Rashi says in Rashi's Chukai said the Eitz Asada Yitin Piriyai, and Rashi has to explain what does it mean Eitz Asada Yitin Piriyai. It means in the future, because right now these trees do not have fruit. That implies that even though at most trees actually do have fruit, they're just not edible. That it's not called the fruit tree unless it has fruits. And based on that, who had been also in Beratius. Even though over there it's not so clear, all it says is eitz pri oitzet pri, a fruit tree which produces fruit. So also over there, when it says an eitz pri, it means edible fruits, and therefore would not be including a ilan esrak. Um, I think the rubber brings both is because technically, just the Rashi in Beratius doesn't really tell us one thing or the other because it's just talking about eitz pri. So it says that the fruit of the tree they have seeds inside of it that from these seeds you're able to plant other trees. So that would apply also by Ilani Srak. I think it's Dafka, the second one that tells us that what is an Eitz Pri, both by a regular Ilani Srak is called the Ilan of the Sabbath. The Eitz Pri would only be in the future. So he says that's only that what's called a, a fruit, that's that's only if um, if they're edible. But he says, even by Ilani Srak, and the Rebbe puts in parentheses by the majority, and it has a question mark, there are fruits that are not right for people to eat. 
But from these seeds, you're able to plant new Milan uh, Esrach. The Rebbe continues. He says, Lahayr b'targin kan, and the derets of the Yishev man yud, targum yitzi perach apik lavlevin. The way how targum translates perach is lavlevin. So lavlevin means, according to this, if perach means lavlevin, what Rebbe is trying to show here is that the word, we're using perach to know what the word lavlevin means. Because technically, a lavlevin sounds like lulav, sounds like a leaf. But from this, that targum unkulis trans perach as lavlevin, that would imply that a lavlevin is not a leaf or not doesn't have to only refer to a leaf, but refers also only or also to a parach. So according to that, Lahari Mibrachas Ben Gimel on the base, I man the nafik, if someone goes out in the days of Nisan, because he run and come lavli that if someone goes out in the days of Nisan he sees a tree that's malavli, he should make the bracha. So from this that he uses the expression malavli, so malavli according to Unculus means parach. So it would seem that if you go out in Nisan and you see Prachim, you can make the bracha. And the Shittikumetzis explains that since the dik is that it's a perach, it doesn't have to be a fruit. So if the dik is that it's a perach, even, uh, this is again, this is how the rebel will explain the Shittikumetzis, because there are different ways of explaining it. But from the Shittikumetzis, what did he say? That He says that, that, it's, that when the dry trees have they blossom again, we're making the bracha on this Indian Mechudosh, that until now it was dry and dead, and now all of a sudden it's alive again and, and it's blossoming. So based on that logic, it has nothing to do if there's fruits on it or not. It has to do that they, they were dry and dead, and now they're alive again. So we're making the bracha on this Chiddush that Hashem made. So that would fit well with what, what we're translating is that it has nothing to do with the fruit. It would just have to do with Labrovin, that there's prachim on it. So that our Targum Unculus, which is translating Lavlevin as a Perach, that would tell us that also Lavlevin over there means a Perach, and therefore that would be a fit very well to Shittikumavetis, that he says it's talking about just the Prachim themselves, because it doesn't make a difference if there's fruit, it just really matters if there's a Perach. Abu Barambam, that the Rambam writes that if you see trees that are blossoming and budding, then you make the bracha. So from this that the Ram adds the words mitzan and mitzmashma, that it's not enough that it just has the flowers, but rather it actually has to bud and turn into fruit. And that would dafke mean not ilani srat, that would mean trees uh, that have fruits, and the pashas, of course, would mean fruits um, that you're eating, because the whole point, according to the Ramam, if the purpose is just that it's dead and now it's alive, why do you also need to see that in the body? So Elamai, according to the Ramam, the vart is not the chiddush, Rather, the idea is that you're making a bracha that Hashem is giving you hana, that Hashem is giving you these fruits that you're able to enjoy. So if the idea is that it's enjoyment, then it would have to be dafka, something that you're eating. So that means it would only be by ilane maichal, or trees that have pears on it, which we can eat. And then he tells, look at the Tur Shofan Aruch, Aruchayim, Reish Sim, and Reish Halmav, Shemait Sien Perach, Oymer, that the halacha that's brought, Shofan Aruch brings, that if you go out in the days of Nisan and you see fruits that are by mitzin of a perach, so you make the bracha, and he says you only make this bracha one time each year. So from the lashon that he uses, he also uses the lashon of a perach. But then he's mitzayim, 
Efer levarich ad achash gadlo peres lo That if you wait until after the fruits are already grown, they're fully developed, then you won't make a bracha. So it sounds like, again, according to the Tzor Shulchan Aruch, that it has to do with that it's dafke a fruit tree. Because so this that he this that he says that if you wait until after the fruits are already grown, it's clear that we're talking about uh, 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 trees that bear fruit. Uh, the reason why you can't you, if, if you wait that long that you don't make the bracha because the whole idea is making the bracha on the chiddush that it's a, the new fruits that you're going to have enjoyment from if you wait too long until already that it's completely grown then you miss that opportunity or another reason would be is because they once it's already developed the fruit then they have their own bracha so you don't make the bracha that on the schachas of the fruits rather since they each that has its own particular bracha to make on the fruit Therefore, you just at that point make the bracha on the fruit itself. And there's also a shechayanu on that fruit. So therefore, you would not make this other bracha. But the point is that the Shulchan Aruch also brings this idea of Paris. And he brings it from the Shalas Atruvus of the Hachas Atanis. And the Yimavarachim came Allah Nisar Maichel. That you only make a bracha on in Allah Maichel. Chaymashmim Kamapayskim. That has to be Yilani Maichel Dafkin. So according to them, the main purpose of the bracha is not because of the chiddush of that Hashem's making in the world that it looks like it's dry and now it's uh, moist and alive. Rather, that it is, it's not the chiddush and Hashem's, it's a chiddush, but it's a chiddush that brings you simcha. It's a chiddush and now you have these fruits that you're able to enjoy. So it's not just the chiddush of the etz and inyan, but it's a chiddush that brings dafkatana of the person. And then he says, look at the redak, the command of that over there at the redak, he actually translates the words, lulavim, he says the word parach and arpasik, which is lulavim, he would actually, he said he translates it as leaves. So he says, parach, mate aren, means the leaves of, of the mate uh, came forth. He doesn't translate it as flowers. So according to the Vedak, we, you know, we'd have to, you have to have some type of Ian exactly how he would learn that Gemara, because the Pashas Accords, it seems like most Akharinim at least, hold that you don't make brachas just on seeing the leaves. It have to be at flowers, uh, have to be a flower or budding in order to make the bracha. The way how by, by Stam, the way how the Radak learns the Pasik is that he says the, the miracle was that the leaves came before the budding. Usually by the Shkaven, it's first there's the flowering and the budding of the fruit, and then only afterwards the leaves come. The Khidush over here was that, that there was an added miracle that the leaves came first. It was like Let's do some of the Shulah Gilians. So in the Shulah Gilian number one, he brings down, the Rebbe brings down from the Bracha. The Gemara, it says, But the Raman, it tells us it's lehanis behem. I should just point out in that the Raman, there are different gersois. The Raman that I have actually has the snois, but clearly the Raman the Rebbe is referring to other gersois, maybe the more common gersois is lehanis, just the one I happened, which is the Raman Muhur, has a gersois in the snois. Either way, the, the Shulchan Aruch has lehanis too. The Chemifarsh Rashi, Pirsh Lehanis, Verbrachishan. Meaning is that the nusach is lehisnais behem neyavim. So Rashi says, what does lehisnais mean? Lehisnais means lehanes to give pleasure. So the purpose of the rabbi bringing this is that we see from the Rambam, Shulchan Aruch, and Rashi that the idea is lehanes behem neyavim. Its idea is having pleasure. That's how they translate the word lehisnais. According to many, that actually is the, the nusach of the Gemara. So others have the girsa lehis adam. So the kids are what we're seeing over there. There's three girsa of what the bracha is. Is it lehis nois, 
Lehanes or Lis Ade. What's the Nafkamina between them? At least the and maybe this is also why it's relevant. Uh, according to the one that's that Lehanes, clearly the main point of the mitzvah is the pleasure that people have. So therefore, in Yilane Sirach, you would not make a bracha. So the word is nice. According to Rashi, we already mentioned, he says it's Zalbozach, it's exactly the same thing as Lehanes. But if you look on the Dafi'arif, there's another interpretation that's brought by the Magid Taluma. And he writes that the word Lehisnois comes to the Lashon of a Tanai, meaning is that through a person seeing the dead tree, or, you know, the ilu, the, the dry dead tree come back to life, that is a, the person's able to see that that's a Tanai, that through it, the person's also able to be minding the Indian of Tchil Samesim. So according to that shot, the Gersa would be least nice. It's because it comes from the Lashon of a Tanai. And it has nothing to do with pleasure. Rather, it's by seeing if the tree is a mason of the tree, that's what the brach is on. And that should also apply to uh, Ilane Srak. The third Gersa is Lehis Adem Behembeneyabu. So I saw a word in the Ars of Urim from Rav Gerlitsky. So he says that there is one of the reasons that are brought Lehis uh, Adem is that it's the pleasure of seeing. It's one of the Achrayim bring that the idea of making the bracha is the pleasure of seeing the new fruit. So it's not one of Shabbat we had from Shittu Goretz, it's the Chiddush of the Hadavar. Another one we had was the pleasure that people have from eventually eating these fruits. That's what they're making the bracha on. Another shot is that from the excellent, the, the seeing of these fruits, this is what brings the person pleasure. And I should just point out that according to, that Lukuliyama, um, the reason why we don't make a bracha on vegetables v'chumu is because that those are considered things which are hechrechios, like tvua, vegetables, these are something that a person needs in order to survive. While pears are considered something which is extra. Therefore, according to the opinions that holds lehanes, that it's to have pleasure, it's to have fruit, because only they those things do you have, do you have pleasure, an extra pleasure, like an added pleasure, which is not just necessary for life. According to the Shittimikavetzes, the reason why you don't make bracha on vegetables and chulu is because those things are not renewed every year. You have to replant them again. Um, but either way, another shot is, it's from this, the pleasure of seeing these fruits. So he says, maybe that's the word of lihis ade. So lihanis means to literally have hana from it. Lihisadeh is a more edel uh, type of, of, of hana. So it's the, like a dinos, it's, it's much more edel type of hana. So lihisadeh would be going to that other opinion that it has to do with a also, uh, the, the pleasure of seeing uh, these fruits growing, I guess, fruits that eventually you can eat. Uh, I think in that particular R, he really said that this, then you could learn it either way uh, for Ilani. Like, if you hold, would it, if you hold that the vort is this, because it's this pleasure of seeing, whether that applied to Ilani Srak, and I think he said you could really learn it either way. Because on one hand, you could say by seeing the Ilani Srak growing with, and flowering and even if it's not something which you can eat, but you still have pleasure from the beauty of the tree. So you could still say lehis adin. So lehis adin is not a physical pleasure of eating like lehanis. It could be, you know, from music, from smell, from sight. So therefore, chocholachayr also applied to lehanis uh, srach. On the other hand, he says you could say lehis adin is you enjoy the sight because you know you're eventually you're going to be eating it. So therefore, maybe it wouldn't apply to lehanis srach. It's, it's not clear. So you could really learn it either way. But it does sound more gishmak to say that lehis adin would be even by Ilani Srak if it has to do with the pleasure of seeing, which the Chayr, that, that beautiful Ilani Srak, which grow. Um, Shulay Gili, number two.
start two stars. It says, that in the and it doesn't bring this idea that if after, if you wait until after the fruits are completely grown, then you're not able to make a brach again, which is a big machalik yasachreinim. The Shulchan Aruch Paskins that if they're already perished, you're not allowed to make a bracha. But many argue, the Mordechai, that even after it's fully developed and it's a fruit, you could still make the bracha on it. Uh, the Alter Rebbe in the Birch doesn't bring it. All he brings is that it went into Parach. So, so again, it, it hard to say. So it sounds like it could be that since he only brings that it's Parach, it might mean Dafka when it's Parach. But if it's once it's already Gobla into Paris, it says when you go to Nissan, you see them flowering, then you make the brachal. So the Mashmois from there would be is, but if it's already a fruit, then it's not Parach anymore, then you wouldn't be able to make the brachal, the Pashmas, I think. Uh, he says, even though the Akhoeb does bring in the Luach of the Birchus and he says, Bepratis, he brings in with details, so he brings an opinion that when the pear falls and the fruits are already grown, then you can't make the bracha anymore. And then he brings the second opinion that you could make the bracha. He brings both opinions. Then he tells you to look at the goddess of Pasach, etc. We'll discuss this a more. Uh, the third, Shulia Gelian, he says, He says, so the Shahar Shemayim writes that most Ilane Srak don't have Prakhan because they don't have, they're not Moitzi and Peir. So Kuk suffice that the way how the Rabad's father is learning the Perach, it's Tafka Perach, which will, sounds like, which will produce fruits. So Ibezai, according to him, Ilane Srak won't even have Prakhan. So, I, I, so that sounds a little bit different than what the Rebbe was writing at the beginning, that he says that the majority of Elan Yisrach do have pears. But the Shar Shemaim is bringing that al-Roid, that Elan Yisrach do not have Prachim because they're not, you might see in Paris. Uh, so that would be, I guess, a different opinion. In the R34, the Rebbe discusses a very interesting debate that when we're talking about that, we said that why did Lama Shkedim, Rashi tells us, why was Shkedim specifically the fruit? Because it's Memar Lahat Faster than all the other fruits that tell us that whoever is chaylik al dechuna v'mar peron is lovey. That's understood very quickly. But the question is, when he says lafriach, are we referring to the complete growth of the shkedim that they grow faster and develop faster than all the other fruits, or does it mean dafka the flower comes first, as it's brought in the shal sutrulas halachas kanis that the flower of of the shkedim comes before nissan that most trees start developing flowers in the month of Nisan, while the almond already has flowers much earlier than these other trees. So that's what we mean, the hafriach means specifically the flowering, not that, uh, nothing to, uh, and not necessarily the development of the fruit. So the Rebbe brings in R34 that from the Lashon of Rashi, he uses the Lashon, So that from this that Rashi uses, that it's the pre that's Mar hafriach, he doesn't say, that it's the uh, the africh comes the fastest. Rather, he's saying it, it's the fruit that ha- is the quickest to lahafriach, which means to grow from all other fruits. So it's masha. I think from the lashon, there is pointing out that, that since you use the lashon that, that, that the pre, which is mar lahafriach, it's masha that we're going on the complete process of the growth of the tree until it's completely finished. 
Look at a, a Shulagillion star. He actually used the Lashon Ligamel, which means to be processed. So clearly, uh, that Ksavyad is learning that Rashi is referring to the growth of the tree. He doesn't even use the word Lafriach, it means he uses the Lashon Ligamel. So who had the in our Ksavyad, Lafriach and Ligamel, Lafriach would mean the same thing. Uh, but then at the end of that, when it says Ula Hafriach, so Lachaira, Lafriach, I, I think the Pashas means the stage which is after Ligamel. It's the one that's the fastest to develop, and to grow, I guess, and be completely ready. That's the way. I mean, I guess you could learn it that the Gomel is the later stage, and the would be the earlier stage, and therefore it's the Gomel to develop. Rach is telling us two things that it's the fastest the Gomel, and also the fastest Lafriach, just to have that flower. But it's a little bit hard to say that because why would he put the idea of the Gomel first? You should first say Lafriach. And also ligomel. Alamayim, ligomel is the, 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 the development of the fruit. And when it says lahafriyach, that's the complete process of its development until it's completely right. Not just a ligomel, which, as Rashi said, means kushukukahafri, when the fruit is recognizable, when it's weaned, when it has a certain growth. Lahafriyach means the complete process of being ready to be uh, eaten. And then he brings up the Ksavyad Rashi of Teman, hamahar lavoi ulhafriyach. Again, so it, it's faster to come. So Lavoy would be mashed for the flower itself. Then Lafriach would be mashed for the rest of the growth. Uh, but Lav Dafke, because Lafriach could be, I guess, the explanation of Lavoy. Amar Lavoy, it's quick to come, Ulafriach, and to blossom. So the Lafriach is telling us what the Lavoy is. It comes quickly, Lavoy, Ula, to come into flower. Okay, so therefore, with the Chayyar Kurt Saviyatim, it wouldn't be approved. And then he tells us which we already discussed earlier in R23. Okay, so back in the plan, uh, back in Nara. And then he tells us that from the time that it buds until it finishes is 21 days. So according to the, uh, the, the Medrash, also it has to do with the complete process of being developed. And he also tells you to look at the where over there it's talking about that Yermia says a vision of the of the, the shekad stick and, and, and prophecy means that the Puranias that are going to come from Bolo are going to come quickly, <clears throat> just, they're going to come quick. And what's the meaning? He says because their fruit come before a lot of fruits. So similarly, the Puranias that are going to come to Yidin are going to come very quickly from Bolo. So again, he also is learning that it's referring to the fruit, not just the flower. So Rashi first brings that it, it's the first to develop the, the, the flower. The flower comes out before, blossoms the flower before all other trees. So that would be different. And then he brings from the Medrash that it's a 21-day process. So from the Rashi over there, it sounds like per, he uses the lashon of perach to mean dafka, flowering. So the father of the rabbi tells us that what is it faster? What is the shakad? What's the quickness of the almond? That it brings the prachim faster than all the other trees. 
And he says, what's the first fruit tree to be ready with its fruits? He says, that's the peach tree. I look at the Shalos, the truth, that he discusses that the Gemara tells us that you only make a bracha on the days of Nisan. You go out of Nisan, you see the fruit trees blossoming, and then you make, uh, that doesn't say fruit trees, I'm sorry, that you go out to Nisan, you see the trees which are blossoming, you make the bracha. So he says that regarding almond trees, they actually blossom a lot earlier than Nisan. He says you don't make the bracha, because since the Gemara says in Nisan, therefore you can't make the bracha on almonds. Uh, many of them disagree with him, and they say when the Gemara says Nisan, it's just because that's what the majority of trees are, but you know, kol makin and kol tree according to when it blossoms. But anyways, that's the Allah of Tatan. He says that he's learning that the Parachim are also, that the, that the Parach of the Shkedim are also coming much earlier. So this is the two ways of learning uh, what's the Remez, which is in the Shkedim, that the Shkedim are quick to develop completely, that's the remnants on the Paranias who are those who call the Kuhuna, or is it that the flower, the blossom comes much earlier than all other trees, and that's the remnants on the Paranias that will come. I, uh, the Gerarie learns it Lahafriach, means the flower. So we said that from this Rashi, Lahafriach, the, the Rebbe brought that the Mashmois is that it's talking about the development of the full fruit because it says pre and Paris. I should point out that the Guru Ari doesn't learn that way. He says, no, it's talking about Bahafriya. Rashi means the flowering or the blossoming of the of the fruit. Now let's do ours 53 and 54. <clears throat> and the the questions that the Rebbe is going to be discussing is two questions that the Mephorshi Rashi have. One question is, why in the middle of the Divra Masso does Rashi start speaking about Bulama Shkedim? It says, he discusses Vigmal Shkedim that it means that already hooker the tree. And then he says Bulama Shkedim with a Vava Maisa, as if it's a continuation. That once you know it's hooker the Shkedim, then we have the question Lama Shkedim. Why is that a Vava Maisa? Why is that connected to what he's saying earlier? Chayr should have been its own Divra Masso or without a Vava Maisef, but Lulama is not for that continuation. How is it a continuation of this, that Yigmal Shkedim means the Shkedim are re- recognizable as Shkedim? And, and the second question is, at the end of Rashi, he brings the Targum Unculus, how he translates the words of this Pasuk, and he says it means Kipas Shkedim, that it's a cluster of Shkedim. Why does Rashi bring that, and why is it in that particular spot? So let's first discuss the first question. Um, so the, regarding why there's a Vava Mice in the middle of Rashi, so the Rebbe explained in the Pnim, it's because of, because it's it's the same, Rashi's answering the same, has a, is answering the same question that he's answering at the beginning of the Divra Masa. Means the question that Rashi had is, we, when the, the test was told by Hashem, he says that the test is the V'yifrach Mata, whichever Mata will blossom, that is the Mata which is, uh, that shows that's the individual who's supposed to be the kind of So Ibazoi, why when it happened, the Paya were these stages that it was the Yatsaperach and the Tzitz and the Igmoshkedim. So that's what Rashi's trying to explain. So the explanation that he gave was that over there it's saying Ibaderh Klav, and over here it's saying Ibaderh Prat. And the reason why it's saying Ibaderh Prat is because that's relevant to the test. That the test is that that to show that this is something which is naturally a stick, is something which is naturally can't be mafriach. 
But when it's mefriach, it transformed that it's now it's part of the nature of this stick that it develops shkedim, and therefore it had to go according to the regular process. It didn't just show shkedim. Rather, first was the flowers, then the tzitz, and then the shkedim. Saying this is the nature of the stick. Now I shouldn't change the stick. That uh, now this is a stick of shkedim. So who had been Aaron? Was, when he was chosen to be the kind Gadol, it's not something that could be taken away from him, but rather he is an individual that's a kind Gadol. So that's why it's in the same Devar Maschal, because it's the same idea, it's answering the same question. The question is, why is the Pasuk over here giving us these Pratim? And the answer is, because the Pratim are relevant. So Ayvazai, the Prat of Shkedim is also relevant, because technically the Pasuk could have just said, the Yigbar, and it became developed, or the pairs. Why is it saying that it was Shkaden doctor? Obviously, when it says Shkaden, that's also relevant to it. And how is it relevant? The relevant is because those who are Chaylik al Nakuna will get Paranas. That's how Rashi explains why it's above a mice. But look at R53. He says, Rashi. So they discuss the continuation of the Duramaska. Why? So they give the, the different answers. The Gurariya gives an answer is, He's saying, because technically, for the purposes of the miracle, all, what's the Chiddush of the, of the, the Shkedim according to the Gerariye? He says, the Chiddush is the Perach, that the Perach of the Shkedim comes earlier than all other fruits. Most fruits, the Perach comes in the month of Nisim, Shkedim comes earlier. So, Ibezoi, why, what, what did they need to show? All it needed was the Prakim. And why Shkedim? Because Shkedim is the fastest one. So meaning, meaning is, even though it was a miracle and, you know, shkedim don't come in a stick and they don't come right away. But Papel, why would Hashem have chosen the shkedim? It's just because that's Papel, the one that comes the fastest. So that makes the most sense. But what, but once you have hukar pre, then who cares if it's shkedim or not? Once, because shkedim aren't the first ones to have the fruit. Rather, there's other fruits that have the fruit first. Shkedim is only the, by, as brought, peaches are the first ones. So why are you telling us that it was hukar hapri? So Elamai, the Pasuk is trying to stress that it was hukar hapri and that it was shkedim to tell us that there's a remez over here, that they saw that it wasn't just that there was a flower, but it was they recognized that the flower was shkedim because it's telling us the remez of the pranis are meher's love. The uh, that's why it's a continuation. Once Rashi says that it's hooker pre, then the Shaila is, why did you need to have hacker pre? The reasoning is to tell us that this is that it's Shkedim wasn't just because it was the fastest, but rather it's Negev that it was the fastest, uh, because since it's the fastest, it's the Peronius that are going to come the fastest. Uh, the Raim gave another explanation. We actually mentioned this one earlier. He says is that Lechaira, why did you need to have any type of uh, recognition that it was a fruit? Because all you needed because we, the, Amisha was afraid, or Hashem was afraid, that the Yidin would say, be misleading and say, this, that matzah was mafriach, wasn't a miracle. Rather, it's because Moshe planted it in a way that caused it to be pireach. Therefore, it had to be a min, which was not the min of the, of the stick. So the shkedim was not the min of the stick. So since it was pireach, a type of flower, which was not the natural uh, type of flower that would have grown in such a stick, that's the sign that it was a miracle. So I would say all you needed to have was flowers. So you needed to know that it was, let's say, a shkaven flower. So it had to be developed to a certain extent. So let's say you need to have yotza perach, yotza tzitz. But why did it need to have until the point of hukar apri? 
you didn't need to have that. Once it's already prokhim, you're able to tell that it was shkaden. You can tell from the from the, from the from the flower and the bud which is inside of it. The bud is already the very small part of the fruit. Why do you need to know that it was dafke hukah uh, that it was shkaden? So the answering is because it was a remez in there that the peronis are going to come like the shkaden. So that's how they answer why. Rashi explains in the middle why it's Vilama with the Vav, because only Dafka after we know that it's Hukar free, the Shaila is why did you need to have Hukar free? Uh, but the Rebbe, so the Rebbe, as we explained, he gave a different answer. He's a Valyesh Lemar, Shakola de Ramas, the Pierce Rashi, Fasigza, in a Prussian from Ki Kalakhniasma, he employed the Hamshah after he says, but Yesh Lemar, that all the different Maskas in this Rashi are not different explanations. Rather, it's all one Hamshah. Rashi Mefarsh, the Hamshah Purushay. What Rashi is trying to do is he's explaining the growth, the order of the growth of almonds. And then he's assigned the law But once he explains the process of the shkedim, then he asks, why shkedim? Because again, what is Rashi trying to tell us? Rashi is trying to tell us that the, that the order was a natural order of the process of shkedim. So once we know that it's the natural order of shkedim, the question is, why? Why dafke shkedim? Why is that relevant? Rashi. And also look at the Pnei Davish for R28. We mentioned that Pnei Davish, that was the Chida. Uh, Power of 54. So this is the second question. The question was on why does Rashi bring the target equals at the end? So the Raya gives a chat, which uh, we'll see in a moment. He says, Uli Yeshleimar, the Zeshub Sin, Pierce Rashi, maybe the Targumai. Kapashkidin. That Rashi brings at the end that the Targum is a cluster shkidim. This is like a shkidim uh, means I guess the, the shkidim are bound together, and he says this is like a cluster of shkidim together which are bound So why is Rashi bringing that? He says who Is Rashi doesn't bring a Targum to explain what the Targum is saying? And to tell us that Targum is explaining it really based on the Indian, but not really translating each word, he doesn't come to explain it. Rather, it's coming as a continuation of his, his Pirish. He says, The Targum ain't a Pirish be Yigmal Shkedim Hemshech of Prat, the Prefus Shkedim, but according to the Targum, the Yigmal Shkedim is not a continuation and a detail in the blossoming of the, of the Shkedim. Maybe Pirish Rashi. He came in Lum Zahua Priyamar Lafriahu. So he says, according to the Targum, you're not seeing the same process like Rashi seeing. Because according to the Targum, he's translating the Vigmal Shkedim, not that the Shkedim became developed, but rather the Vigmal Shkedim means that what they saw was a, um, he saw Shkedim which were bound together. He saw a cluster of Shkedim. So it's not talking about the process of, of, it, of it growing. This is not like Rashi. Rashi saying is that by looking at the process of the development of the fruit, that it takes, uh, it's the quickest fruit to develop. As we explained in our uh, 34, that what's the diuk of the shkaden, that it's the one that grows the fastest. As we said, we brought from the Medrash that it grows in 21 days. So according to Rashi, that's why it's talking about the three steps of the growth. But according to Aragamunculus, he doesn't say Vigmal Shkaden means that it develops into Shkaden. It's already talking about a finished product. It's talking about that they're bound together. So if it's bound together, uh, then, then what's the diak? 
it has nothing to do with Shkedim or, or, or the development of Shkedim. So therefore he's saying, according to how Targum Unkos is translating it, you can't learn um, this idea of mamar, that, that, that it's Mamar Leparanias, because it's not talking about the development of the fruit meticulous of that sefer. It's talking about the first two steps, and then it tells you about a completed almond, which, which is bound together. So if they're all bound together, that has nothing to do with the process, and therefore it can't teach you Mamar Lafriyah, again, according to how Rashi's learning it over here. That it's the 21 days from the beginning, from the flowering until the completion of the growth. And then, then he says, There's another shot, at least that Rashi is bringing the Targum because remember, Targum translates the word that split, he split the camp apart. And therefore, it was Shkedim, because Shkedim is the Inyan of Achus. Because Shkedim are all bound together. That's how they grow. They grow bound together, which shows on the idea of Achus. So that was the simon, and therefore Rashi brings it down. Like, like an additional simon, Adar Rosh, was in addition to the idea of Mamar Peronius Lovely, there's also this idea that it was the Inyan of Achus that, uh, um, that I guess the Kayin didn't bring. Uh, look at our uh, Shulagilim in Star 1. You don't have the word targum. So I guess it just brings the targum without it. Fine. The shulaginium with the two stars. This is the guru arim mafarat from the targum eviray le pirusha shahuka fri. Which one time hook shulay vilama shakena lave hulain shops. The guru arim gives another explanation why there's a targum uncles. He says is that he, Rashi is bringing a proof and it says vigmo shkeden. It means. <clears throat> that the fruit became recognizable. So he brings the targum that the targum said that it was a cluster of uh, shkeden, of almonds. By knowing that it's a cluster of almonds, clearly they were recognizable as almonds. So he's, so, and this goes according to the claw that sometimes the targum won't translate the words literally, he'll translate according to the Indian. So he's saying targum also learns the yigmal meaning uh, being developed. And it's being developed until it's completely one cluster of almonds. Uh, and that would be a proof to Rashi that it means hooker hafri. Right? So, I mean, Papashtas, uh, the way the Rebbe would learn it, the, that the word biyigmal itself means bound together. Biyigmal means that the cluster themselves, the, the shkedim themselves were bound together. But according to the Gurariye, it would seem uh, that he's learning it, biyigmal shkedim, that by the hooker pri, that there's a proof to Rashi that that's, that's such a pshat. But the Gurai has a little bit of a problem that why is there a Hapsik? Tells us Hooker Pri and then asks a question and then it gives us the proof. So he says that that once he, Rashi mentioned the Indian of Hooker Pri, he had a very big Shaila. If it's Hooker Pri, then why do you need Shkaden? Because since the whole thing has to do with that the, the, the flower is the fastest to grow, then why do you need the actual Shkaden themselves? Just have, the, just have the flower. The flower is the fastest to grow. So you see the, uh, the, 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 the Shkaden flower. By Elamai, this stuff that has to be actual screen is to teach us the Pranish Maher's love. And then he gets back to bring a proof from Targum for his particular translation.